Welcome to tonight's presentation, The Amateur Skeptics Theater. Our reading tonight from Terry. Jason pressed Jed against a rack of Birds of Oregon books. His breath was sweet with jerky. Somewhere, an egret cried. <laughs> they huddled together for warmth. The cold of Ammon's Ruger 22 against Brian's naked thigh. Thrill of his spine. It ain't snacks I'm hungry for, Trevor. Ryan's heart was beating wildly beneath the quilted flannel of his shirt. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, or should I say the Amateur Sex Podcast. We might be better at we might actually that might be a better podcast for us. Maybe what do you think of <laughs> Joining me this evening, of course, is Terry. Hey everybody. And we have Ian. I have my own snaps. Very good. And we even have the dumbass himself. I'll be your gremlin on the wing for the night. <laughs> how, well, how is everybody doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing good. I'm not unwell myself. So what's been going on? I mean, we we've been gone. We 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 took what three, four weeks off. Man, it's I been Christmas ago. happened, and then there was a New Year, and yeah, yeah. Those dudes in Oregon have holed up in the visitor center. Yeah, lots <laughs> lots happened. <laughs> yeah, it has been a crazy month. It has been. Well, I spent Christmas fighting with somebody on the internet because they called me a conspiracy theory nut job. <laughs> wow. Yeah, over this time. Oh, he it was some Christian. Uh, I don't exactly know who he was. I you know I know his name, but I don't know much more than that. And um, somebody had put up a, um, a picture of Jesus, and and it said that he uh, you know it gave a description of a white Caucasian born in the Middle East. Um, it's it, last seen on toast, um, and then it says special note may have never existed. And this is a friend of mine who's an atheist. In fact, you guys know him. And so I put so I so I put a comment in there. That's yes, that sums it up. So this guy goes on, um, and basically, I, I basically I said uh, that it was a possibility that Jesus didn't exist. I didn't say he did. I didn't say he didn't. And so this guy unleashes on me with like everything that atheists do that piss him off. <laughs> And, and he just attached them all to me. And, and then he was arguing with me as if I, I was positive on all those positions, but I right. never took a position on anything. And so it, it, it was the, it, so I basically ended up trolling him until he lost it with me. And, uh, he totally went off on me, calling me a mama's boy pansy on and on <laughs> and on. I mean, it was absolutely hilarious. Um, but, uh, I love how uh, the insults get all sexist immediately. Well, I, I kept I, I kept calling him every time he would he would make a personal attack. I would call him on it. He says, "Well, if you can't handle it," I said, "The problem is not that you know." I, I reiterated, "The problem is not that you're if you are attacking the content. If you don't like what I'm saying, fine. But attacking me personally doesn't further the conversation." And so I and so, but I knew that by 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 addressing his uh, attacks and never making one myself. Um, that I would just make this guy lose it, and and I did. He totally lost it. Um, he he couldn't he couldn't make a, a coherent argument against me because I never argued anything, and so I, I, was, I was just like that. Yeah, and so and, and so from my point, you know, I was just I knew I was aggravating, and so it you know and so I it you know it took me you know a couple you know a couple minutes here and a couple minutes there, and I just made him totally you know melt, <laughs> and yeah. it's and it's go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, there's an image that I just sent to you guys. It's a stained glass window, and somebody uh, has written um, uh, speech bubbles on it, Jesus and some other guy. And Jesus says, my mother was a virgin when she gave birth to me. And the other guy says, totes, that's why three random dudes showed up, your, showed up at your birth with gifts. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, so... It, the the argument, I mean, there, there, there there's no there's no discussion, there's no debate. It, I mean, it's just typical internet trolling, and 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 I was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think occasionally, I mean, you have to. I mean, I, I kind I of know. sympathize with his point of view because a lot of atheists are really adamant 
about their position that Jesus doesn't exist, and that seems kind of weird to me. Like, well, I think some that of that he never, have, he never existed. Yeah. Some of it comes being an atheist and being um, criticized by Christians so much for my beliefs. I understand some of them getting really bitter about it because I've come close to that. You know, I, I will admit that I've had times where I've just wanted to really tell them off and be a jerk to them. So I, I can actually sympathize with some some of the atheists that have become very bitter and very direct with their beliefs in that regards. It, See, but you know, I, I I said may not right. I never yeah, made a course. positive statement either way. I I didn't have to. Here's the problem: is that he is also arguing from a position where he is a Christian and Jesus had to exist because his religion says so. But yet, and he doesn't want to 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 defend the idea that there was a historical Jesus, right? And right. because, so, so he does, so he, he never made any, any defense of this idea that there was a historical Jesus and I could give a shit whether there was or not, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't affect how I, you know, whether a Christian, whether I think Christianity is true, whether somebody claimed to be Jesus. To me, the and, simplest explanation is that there was a historical Jesus. I mean, the fact is that uh, most religions are created by a charismatic leader. It's um, it, it, yeah, sure, it's very possible. But yeah. it's also, but it's also possible that there was no Jesus. It's possible, but it would take a lot more explanation uh, explaining about how that occurred. Then, so, but so we can have that conversation, right? And and but ultimately, does the out? How, how, I mean, the outcome isn't going to change my opinion of Christianity. No, it doesn't really matter. I mean. Saying right. that there was a historical Jesus isn't the same thing that is saying that you believe that in the miracles that he did or that he rose from the dead. Right. So I, I'm I'm fascinated by the friend's position, the Richard, you know, what what Richard Carrier presents and what um, David Fitzgerald per, um, presents, and they make some very valid points. Whether ultimately, you know, their position is correct, I, I don't know. But it's just funny, you know. But it's a, it's a I don't know. It's a, it's an easy baiting tool. Uh, a lot of people don't even want to have that debate. Well, it's just too threatening. It to is too threatening. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. So, but ultimately, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to care. I just wanted to turn the guy into a puddle, and it wasn't <laughs> difficult because he was so emotionally invested in in in, in this argument, and and I, and I was not. Either way, I'm not emotionally invested in it. And it, but it did make me make me realize that you, you know, whenever you argue from a point of emotional investment, you're easy to manipulate. Sure. I mean, and, and not that passion is bad, but if you're going to have a debate, you've got to be able to step back from it to, to you know, to actually have that discussion. Yeah, you've got to be able to have a, a bit of a dispassionate uh, ability to look at facts and argue your point uh, without falling into certain traps. Right. Yeah. So that, that was the main thing that, you know, that I really got out of it that, you know, watching somebody argue from, you know, and, and I and I appreciate his passion, um, but ultimately I think that it was a hindrance in the, you know, because if you're so passionate about something um, it, and somebody is arguing against it, it's difficult to, um, well, I mean, all he did is call me names, right? Because he didn't like, because he didn't like what I said. Never a good I, argument tactic. No, exactly. And, and I, and, you know, and so... If I may put on my professorial glasses, that is what we call an ad hominem attack. Yes. Or an ad hominem fallacy. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it was interesting. I mean, um, I'm not particularly proud of it. <laughs> In fact, after it was done, I was kind of like, well, I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, wasn't, it wasn't an ego booster, you know. But, uh, you know. I wrecked somebody over Baby It's Cold Outside over the holidays. Oh, Yeah. It's really nice. Mom was saying it was her favorite song and, you know, don't I just love it? And I was like, actually, I don't really like it that much. And I was pretty non-committal about it, but she pressed. She wanted to know why I don't like it. And I said, well, have you listened to the lyrics? It's pretty rapey. <laughs> <laughs> so later she was just like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so you you took her her little her little nugget of happiness away from her. That little moment of joy. Now she's going to think about rape every time she hears that song. <laughs> oh. uh, and I wasn't proud of it either. I 
thought about how I could handle it differently. <laughs> well, and, and to think after that whole discussion that Ian still thinks this is a great first date song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do we need to mention that Lemmy and David Bowie both died? Yeah, we should mention. Yeah, who who's the first one? Lemmy from Motorhead. Uh, okay. Lenny Kitzmiller, the uh, lead singer of Motorhead. Oh, or wow. Kit, what's okay. his name? It's not Kitzmiller. It's something else. Kill Mr. Da David Bowie. I, you know, that, that was the one this morning that I, I heard that you know he, he was battling cancer for quite a while. Yeah, and he, he wasn't just went crazy with a bunch of David Bowie tribute stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. everywhere on Facebook right now. How old? He was only like sixty nine. Sixty nine, I think. That's not, not a bad one. That's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, but no, that was sad to hear. All not right, that well, I'm a motorhead. Not that I'm a motorhead fan, but he's just a big music guy. So okay. it popped up on my radar. All right. All right. Well, I think it's time for the masturbation moment, don't you? The amateur skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Like, you know, th this whole podcast tonight could go under what the fuck. <laughs> that includes, <laughs> and that includes this little piece that I got here. So, so Which literally could be called right. what the fuck. <laughs> so Cosmo put out uh, apparently a list of some sex positions and, and they gave them some interesting names. Very interesting name. <laughs> yeah. By the uh, way, I just want to claim victory here. I got seven out of sixteen. Correct. I only got four. Yeah. So, so dumbass I got, was. I got two. Was yeah, I got yeah. four. Yeah, I got four. <laughs> dumbass was by far the best at looking at obscure sex positions and giving them the proper obscure name. <laughs> My favorite, twirly girl. Twirly girl. <laughs> I think that might be one of the two I got right. <laughs> How about the pinwheel? So anyway, so I, I, I went through these. And of course, the, the average is four. People on average get four right. My oldest daughter got five. So she was very happy that she got one better than I did. Uh, my wife got five. Uh, I don't know. So but it was I just thought it was I thought it was funny. And looking at these these positions, I don't even know if I could do half of them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even the first one, the linguini. Yeah, it's basically doggy style, except for the woman's legs are over the guy's legs. Yeah. Wow. I just thought it was fun. I thought I would put it out there. And then, of course, it was fun that we all took the quiz and, and we did. We all did so poorly. <laughs> well, except for dumbass, who was literally <laughs> is. I, I still got less than 50%. Well, okay. But Dumbass is our, res oh. our resident sex expert. Yes, <laughs> apparently, yes. I will accept that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking yeah. of which, there's something kind of related I could probably show you guys. We could put it in the show notes. Okay. How is number four not called the crazy cowgirl? I do not understand. I did not understand. <laughs> that was one that I totally missed. Uh, the Linguini. Let's see. Number two. Three of them. That I got right, I just randomly guessed on. The w one of them, I looked and said, okay, that name fits it best. So, All right. Okay, yeah, the, the stairway boogaloo. What the heck? Oh, the, <laughs> the stair back boogaloo. What the? That one okay. looked really uncomfortable with the guy uh, bending over some sort of backwards over a podium or something. Oh, I know. Why would you do a backbend? I don't get it. There we go. I just posted uh, a link for you guys. Oh, I saw that. I think I saw that on your Facebook feed. That is so yeah. funny. <laughs> the booty full. I like the booty full. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a so basically, myself. I, I so want to Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 looks. So dumbass's um thing he threw up here is nine painfully true sex expectations versus reality. Excellent. They're hilarious. It's yeah, so and we can put them in the show notes for people to look at. I'm not sure how much we'll be able to explain of it here, but uh, we can look at some of them, like three whipped cream. <laughs> Yeah, regarding food play, whipped cream, expe expectation, you know, it's all neat and in little puffs over your private parts. In reality, it's all melting all over you and all sticky and everything. Yeah, it's but really the, the pictures to show to uh, describe it are uh, really funny. Yep, it's agreed. It's so funny. 
And that her hair is always all over the place and in the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, number seven seems to fit most. Uh, the trying a Karma Sutra position seems to fit most with the Cosmo one, I think. It's expectation, Sorry. you know, they're doing it in the reality. Our genitals are nowhere near each other. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys, there's a show that um, after Bobby Piper left, um, uh, when she left um, Doctor Who, she went and did it. Yeah, Secret Diary of the Right, secret. So there is a there is a uh, a scene in that where they were doing food play, <laughs> and as sexy as that scene was, uh, I was not interested by the time they were done. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I do recommend highly that people go watch it. Um, it. It's worth a watch. But man, they had plastic everywhere. I mean, they were prepared for food play. Food play is one of those things that, not judging, but it never sounds good even in my head. You know, there's a lot of stuff that sounds good in your head, but then the execution falls short. This is one of those things that doesn't even sound good in my head. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, wait, I mean, a little bit of chocolate syrup is, is great, right? Sure. I mean, sure. Yeah. But, or but, snacks, but, snacks afterwards. I don't right, but, but, right. But fucking a cake? I'm not so sure. No, no, no. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, licking stuff off a girl's body, that is pretty, uh, pretty good fantasy. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't mind going to one of those Chinese places where you eat the sushi off of a young naked lady. That does not sound... Yes, but my problem is you don't get to lick the plate. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, see any point I, in that. I put, myself in the, uh, I put myself in the young naked lady position and I'm like, how do you... It's probably freezing. I mean, do you know what I mean? You're getting stabbed with chopsticks because nobody knows how to use them. It's <laughs> probably not... <laughs> Not as much fun for her. <laughs> and you don't even get to touch the girl directly. I, I don't see the point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't get to lick the plate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I just want to see a naked girl that I can't touch, I can just go on the internet. There you go. Apparently, televangelists say they need private jets because demons fly commercial. <laughs> and it allows them to be able to pray to God better. You know what? Because Here's God... the thing. Is, is I fly commercial, right? And, mm -hmm. and I, he, they're right. There's always <laughs> demons on that plane. I'll tell you what. But I'm not sure that, the, that we're talking about the same kind of demons. One of your, the religious programs that I've never watched before. <laughs> so you have Kenneth Copeland, who I, I've heard of before this, and Jesse Duplantis. Sounds um, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, these good Christian guys who are having a conversation that suddenly goes into this odd little off-branch thing that felt a little out of place. You know, it's one of those obvious things that they just needed to make sure all their good Christian followers heard. And basically, it explains to them, it, it, they explain why it is so important for them to fly private planes. Because when they're in the private plane, and God starts talking to them, because you know God, he just talks to you when you're in a private plane, because you're closer to God, and suddenly starts talking to you, you can talk back, and you can get into prayer, and you get, you know, all... all, all active and stuff. And you can't do that on commercial planes because you'll get looked at funny. And there are demons on the planes. And all this other stuff, and you're sitting like, okay. I thought God was omnipresent. How can you get closer to God by going in the well, sky? Well, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't there one point at which he says, he claims that God asked him directly, how do you like your plane? How do you like your jet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. Should we substitute jet for penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. This, this How do you like your plane, little man? You know I can take it away from you at a moment's notice if you don't do my bidding. <laughs> That's right. God took God took a couple minutes out from listening to his Ricky Martin albums to come and talk to you. <laughs> How's that jet treating you? Yeah, this definitely felt like one of those things where they must have gotten some criticism from someone and said, "Okay, you know, we need to find a way to reply to that and justify." The, the elaborate amount of money we spend on luxuries just so that, you know, because we do it in God's name, damn it. It's, you know, not sinful. It's not excessive or anything. There's reasons for it. God wants them to have a private jet. Yep. That's pretty much what they were saying. It's like, oh, yeah. You wonder why, you know, the megachurches really annoy me. And these guys are the living embodiment of the problem with the megachurches. You know what? I would Ian? be I would be very surprised if any single one of them had gone into a trance while they were on a plane and started having these weird conversations with God. 
you guys have to stop this. If God didn't want them to have the plane, he wouldn't have given them all that money in the first place. <laughs> By having all these um, good followers of theirs give them the money. Right. <laughs> potato, potato. It's more important for them to have private planes than for you to feed your kids, damn it! <laughs> this is like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, tithing is so important. You know, well, what if I can't pay my house payment? You just continue to tithe and God will take care of you. <laughs> I can't feed my kids. Yes, but make sure you keep that tithing up. Prosperity gospel. That's what the prosperity yeah. gospel is about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so these guys really, to me, this was very douchey of them, very, you know, not quite what you want your religious leaders to be like. When it was but, all very, like, we don't want to travel with the unwashed masses, too. Yeah. It was really, it was really awful. I was feeling that as well. Well, because they're, they're unclean. Demons. Yep. They're unclean. Yep. Yeah. You can't, you can't be flying with unclean people. You'll be unclean for, for months afterwards. <laughs> And Brian knows. And I know. <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, I, I know I when I get off a plane, I know I'm unclean. <laughs> you know you're unclean before you get on the plane, so it doesn't really matter. Oh my god, there you go nitpicking again. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh I, when you fly in a plane, you are, you know, closer to God. You're also closer to the radiation from the sun <laughs> and we know that this causes cancer so we can't be having solar farms because you can't tell me that solar panels don't cause cancer <laughs> yeah Wait, <what? laughs> how the heck did i get there what this is basically say? a thing that happened in uh, north carolina a town that they, they rejected plans to rezone some land for a solar farm like Twitter and Facebook kind of went crazy with this a little bit. Kind of the, the fact seems to be that Council didn't reject the solar farm because of this, but it makes for a funny uh, kind of thing that there were a couple of people who came up and voiced concerns that uh, the solar panels would give them cancer and that it would suck up all the energy from the sun and reduce house prices that way and things like that. This is basically just making fun of those guys. Okay, but but there is one one quote in here from it's from a woman that says you can't tell me that those things that that solar panels don't cause cancer. <laughs> and and the, the, the moment that somebody says you can't tell me this, I mean you can't argue with that person. Yeah. Well, you can, right? I mean, but but you're not going to get anywhere. They're not going to listen. Yeah, you know, it does say the argument actually. These these guys' arguments was while well, it happened. Wasn't the reason. There were already three solar farms going into the town as it was. This one would have been a bit more crowded. You know, there, there were some legitimate reasons why this didn't go in. But the problem was you had some ignorant people saying some really stupid stuff, and that's what got picked up here. It will absorb all the sun's energy. We're talking about a solar farm, <laughs> not a Dyson sphere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it speaks to great scientific illiteracy. And yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are fairly scientifically illiterate, but uh, this shows but the you get that, that um, I think. There was a politician a few years ago, conservative politician, criticizing wind farms, saying that, oh, well, that's going to stop all the wind, and then the weather patterns are going to be all messed up. And you're like, where are you getting this from? <laughs> no, a giant um, wind turbine is not going to suck the wind up. That's not how they work. But, yeah, you, you see that a lot. These people that just don't understand some of the most basic, simple, scientific ideas. Well, what's, e what's even more frightening is that one of them is a retired science teacher. I was just going to read that section. Yeah. <laughs> and she feared that the proposed solar ranch could hinder photosynthesis. Uh, I guess she feared that it would suck all the energy from the sun into them and not leave any for the plants. That's what it sounds like. Well, I can I mean. I mean, to, directly under the solar panels, right, sure. To be <laughs> yeah. fair, yes. Yeah. Those plants that are under the panels and being shaded, yes. Hey, but that's where you get the best cancer from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, it, it is a funny story, but it, it reads almost like it could have been in the onion. Yeah. Almost, yeah. But uh, these people actually do exist, and they're in the records of the proceedings as voicing these concerns 
uh, his wife Jane, a retired science teacher, feared that the proposed solar ranch could hinder photosynthesis. <laughs> well, and she's right. I mean, it, it, anything under those solar panels is probably going to die. Yeah. Of course, they look pretty green under these pictures. Uh, wow. All right. And of course, uh, the solar panels do not emit radiation. They capture radiation. Hey, wait, guys. Mac has joined us. Yay! Yeah. Hey, Mac. And I'm, I am here for one purpose and one purpose alone, which is to tell you that anytime somebody draws energy from the sun, their only purpose is to form a hyperspace death ray to destroy the Republic. <laughs> right, we'll make a note of that. The Empire only has one trick, and that's destroy planets. Yeah, but it's a pretty yeah. good trick. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a hard act to follow. You know what, Mac? You're wait, wait, Mac, fine. now that you're oh. here, I need to know, what did you get on the quiz? <laughs> what did I get on what quiz? Oh, no, you didn't take our, you didn't take our sex position quiz? You know no, what, I, dude, I, you, you, before you can join us, you need to go back up to the top, and you need to select the, uh, can, you, can you guess what Cosmos named these sex positions? Take our quiz. You need to go do that, and, and, uh, and then you can participate. So far, I'm the winner. If you win uh, over mine, you get to be the official sexpert of the podcast. For the year. Also, we're changing the podcast format to be just sex now after this. Yeah, exa yeah exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with the whole skepticism thing. It's going to be amateur sexologists. Amateur sexists. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the amateur sex podcast. Yep, the amateur sex podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need a new carbon fiber mountain bike for that, I think. No, I'm, I'm an expert sexist. <laughs> oh, well, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only an I, amateur. I know that them women love, you know, the open hands, watch the behind, and being called toots. <laughs> yes, on the first date, no less. Yes. <laughs> you know, because it's amazing what the kind of things you can get away with once you've been married for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Because then they just look at you, and it's like, well, I, well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Is it, Terry? Am I am I am I speaking out of turn here? Uh, you did. I think that you give each other a little more slack in a marriage because you kind of you probably don't both want to get divorced at the same time, so you just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, at the same what, time, I'll get divorced first. <laughs> right, but but there's a different there's a difference here. If if your husband came up, swatted you in the ass, and called you toots, you, you you'd probably just look at him funny, right? Right, I would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He's you never know, swatted my ass. Okay, ever. well, he grabs it. He'd grab it. That's okay. okay. <laughs> If if I did it, you'd file a sexual harassment suit, <laughs> or you know, elbow you in the neck or something. Okay, exactly right. I mean, you you, you would your response would be completely mm -hmm. different. So yep. so uh, yeah yes. Yeah. I uh, I saw a picture on Facebook the other day. It was a picture of a parakeet looking at himself in a mirror, and he said he's thinking I'd tap that. And then, he taps, <laughs> then, he taps, then he taps the mirror. <laughs> oh, so did you finish the quiz? I'm working on it. I've gotten one right so far, so I don't think I'm. <laughs> I don't think I'm your expert tonight. Listen, listen, you're you're par for the course. Believe me, just just. <laughs> I got two, so it's a low bar to low bar to beat me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say that some of the names they came up with are not as good as the names that are uh, other other things. I'm just saying. Well, we said that a bunch of them should be called like physically impossible. Yeah. Why the hell is that the spider web? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Okay, I've got two now. Oh, good. See, we're tied. <laughs> Out of how many? Out of 16. Right. <laughs> wow. You've only got a couple more. I've got three out of 16. Three out of 16. Three out of 16. I'm still the sexpert. That was my that was my final. Seven. So I got I four. four. Yeah, I was four. Seven. Seven. So yes. So okay. all right. I got me so, a, but, a twenty. But Mac, <laughs> you better could, than Stark weather. You, your timing it couldn't have been better because it's time to find out where white where white people meet. Okay. 
So, so did, did you guys take a look at the, uh, uh, the at this lovely website for this? It's a dating site for white people. <laughs> you know, it's I I I gotta say that I think that we're too sensitized to, you know, when I saw it in the first place, I thought, okay, we're talking like white supremacists, but it's not that. It's just no, it's not. That, it's just that we're we're too sensitized to anything that's not white right now. But he, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so we have this dating site that somebody has made for white people to meet other white people. Yeah. And it's not that, and it's not, and it may not be racist. I, I, okay, I, that, that's fine. It's and no it, more it, racist than a, than J-Date or a black dating site or a Asian dating site. It's no more racist than any of those. But it's you just know, absolutely ridiculous. We should. <laughs> We should have a token black person. We've already got a token woman. Um, I don't. I don't know why we don't have a token black person and a token uh, Asian and Hispanic. Right. You know, we could get a black woman, even. Yes. Well, I, I mean, the, the person that comes woman. to mind. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we in Denver we have a we have a black woman and the skeptics. And I, I don't know if I should say her name or not, but um, she she's a, she's great. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and did we, have, did we ever have her on? I think we had her no, on. Never, no, we, no, no since we've not had her on. Mm, okay, that's unfortunate. She's fantastic. But it, but actually, when when I saw this, she's the one that I thought about because she was telling me about her experience on on some of these dating sites as a black woman. And when you look at this, the OK Cupid information. Which which is great because they actually allow their their database, you know, um, so that you can kind of look through this. It's clear that 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 white people meet on OkCupid uh, more than any other race. And I guess um, I should probably uh, put in here that I personally don't have any problems with people preferring a certain look to anybody. If if you prefer white people uh, sexually, if you if you're more attracted to them, then I have no problem with you looking for a white person to date. Right. But so there's some but there's some stuff in this article from the founder that that make me cringe. But stuff that and it's stuff like this. You can't call me a racist because I dated a black person in college. <laughs> I dated a black yeah. person once. Oh, yeah. dated I once. have a gay friend. I, I, I even dated a black girl once. Yeah. Okay, so so it was <laughs> so so it wasn't like a college experiment. Like you know, I I, I was gay once in college. Right? It's not that it wasn't the. It's <laughs> that kind of stuff that I find a little disturbing. I mean, we look at the OK Cupid stuff, and we know that for the most part, white people prefer white people, and Asians prefer Asians. The the only time the numbers get really odd um, are with black women. Of course, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Um, we we had one time looked at some data that showed that you know that that uh, which people responded to, to, to the most you know um, to the to the most uh, requests and, and uh, from different you know from different people and stuff like that. So the OK Cupid database is actually pretty interesting. People kind of mine it for nuggets. Um, but the other thing that that's interesting about the site is you cannot if you say I'm a man. You cannot say, select, I'm looking for a man. And if you select, I'm a woman, you can't select, I'm looking for a woman. You could, it is, they only are, are allowing straight dating on their site. That's okay, Cupid? No, this is, uh, where white, where white people, people. Well, where white people, okay. yeah. Well, because it's where white people breed, damn it. <laughs> why can't, white so, people make more white people. Why can't white people meet on okay, Cupid? I guess that's the part I'm confused about. They can, and they do. What white people can pretty much meet anywhere. In fact, um, yeah. the, the author it's, of this article was, yeah, well, was Jewish nice people. To give you, us you, a, can also, you can also say that Jewish people can also meet on OK Cupid, but they can also meet on J Date. Right. Yeah. Can't you filter whatever you but, your preferences? But the, I, I imagine. The, this, the main point of this is that this is exclusive, and that's why they only have eight members. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is that it's hard to tell how many members they have because they, 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 they give a lot of stuff. Like when you go to sign up, like, like mo this is what the most popular package it's like whoa okay well you you've barely just started and you have barely a thousand members so <laughs> so it's hard it's hard to say what what they what they uh what they're really signing up for i would imagine that a lot of people are signing up with the free or four dollar accounts just to see what the hell it is yeah sure. but 
a lot of people are signing up for the most popular package because they're being told it's the most popular package. Well, and that and that could be happening as well. I mean, because clearly, I mean, they're they're telling people that this fourteen ninety five per month is is their most popular package. It's just so fascinating because it said that um, Utah, where this originated, is ninety one percent white. You'd think that you could find other white people. In Utah. <laughs> well, sure. Would we have been as cringeworthy if it was, you know, where Mormons meet? No, I don't think so. I, or probably, Christian singles. That doesn't make me cringe. Right, exactly. That, that is a, but, but when somebody puts up something, and maybe Mac is right, that, that it's just a particular uh, stigma, you know, that, that, you know, whenever well, white people are trying to, you know, carve out more for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This Mashable article about where else white people can meet is hilarious. Yes, that was that. Okay, so oh, I was going to say, so this person gives us some places where other where white people can meet. Um, you, you also have to wonder, though, if he's doing a little bit of, if this is a little bit of um, intentional provoking. Well, that's the other thing is that the person who wrote the article, that's one of the things that they point out is that this could very well just be somebody poking. Exactly. They could be doing exactly that. And I mean, it's a good way to get attention for the website that, you know, people will be talking about it that he doesn't have to pay for. Probably. I mean, this is a case of no publicity is bad publicity because no matter what happens, he's probably going to make some money off this site. I don't know for how long it, it could potentially bring his revenue just because of the amount of people well, sitting around going, this is ridiculous. And you, you have to wonder if uh, his business model could easily be make a bunch of money sell the site to somebody else because it's clearly making money. Right. But it doesn't look like a white supremacist site. It doesn't, it doesn't have any of the no. looks where you would go, wait a second, you know, Coachella, Coachella, what is Coachella? So they give us a list of where white people would meet. It says Coachella. I don't know what that is. So I guess uh, I can't meet people there. It, oh, it's a, it's a rodent like animal with uh, uh, desirable fur. I see bowling alleys, but I'll tell you this: that the people meeting other people in bowling alleys, uh, I'm not, I'm not so sure that this is a great place to meet people. Yeah, because you usually <laughs> strike out. <laughs> oh, is that the music festival, Coachella? Is Wait a minute. The... Uh, Hold on. You never say strike out in bowling. Um, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you, if you, 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 if, you have a strike. Well, no, but in the tenth frame, if you get three strikes, I would say you strike out. Is that called a strike out? I don't know. We did. I, I've called it that before. Okay. As the only amateur bowler on the podcast, I'm going to say it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say you can call it that. Okay. Starbucks. Well, of course. Bakeries, juice bars, yoga class, Comic Con. Starbucks is a great place to meet other self-involved, media-obsessed <laughs> uh, narcissists, just like yourself. So yeah, that is good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Silicon Valley, CBS, Congress, farmers markets, boarding schools, North Dakota, uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Science, and it and everywhere, everywhere, right? Everywhere, rather, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The Mashable article. Oh my God! <laughs> so it, funny. Uh, yeah, this one has the best places to meet other other white people. Juice places, Montessori schools, <laughs> John Mayer concerts, Whole Foods, LL Beans, Whole Foods, Lululemon store. What the hell is? It's is yoga that? clothes. Yoga clothes. Oh, really? My problem with the picture is that that is clearly an Asian front and center. <laughs> True. And I'm looking to meet white people. Damn it. Damn it. I'll be I'm at, just looking to worry. I'm just looking to meet any girls in yoga pants. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then might I suggest the Lululemon store? Yes. Which is probably only in New York. Where the heck is this place? <laughs> I will hang out at the Lululemon store and creepily watch the ladies. Well, I'm going to wear, <laughs> really, I'm going to strip myself in some yoga pants in front of you. <laughs> Downward dog. Downward dog. Uh, major League Baseball games. <laughs> Burns, Oregon. Oh, that's here. my favorite. Burns, Oregon. <laughs> I, I that, that's great too. But my favorite might be the sunscreen aisle. My, uh, by the way, love the nickname that the guys in, up in Oregon picked up. <laughs> Yalkata. 
<laughs> okay, no, I, know, I saw that. I, I don't know. Do we need to cover the Jezebel article? Basically, covers what we just said. The exact you know. same stuff. Yep. You know, thinking of it, I, I actually thought that the place that white people met was Oregon. Yeah, there's a lot of white people in Oregon. I but think. they all well, have beards <laughs> and flannel. So um, I'm just going to give the some- women. Wait, uh, then, <laughs> well, then, then dumbass, they might be dwarfs. Well, that that could be. I'm going to give just the brief Oregon overview for any listeners who are listening in the future or have forgotten about this nonsense. Um, and then we can discuss. Or even I'm those just, of us who've been paying attention and still don't understand it. Yeah, that's yep. it. That's well, the, that's yeah. exactly the situation I'm in. So uh, High Country News seems to have a pretty good depth of research and articles and, and sources and primary sources on this. And also uh, NPR, National Public Radio, has done a good job too. So that's... Those are two of the places I would go. I still don't understand what the fuck is happening. And I've been, it's like drinking from a fire hose on the information about this. <laughs> so <laughs> caveat. It, they're, they're going to give the land back to the first people who had to that To the land. Native Americans, yeah. No, oh, no, no wait. not those first people. Not the first <laughs> no. first people. No, not those first people. The, no. Not the Paiutes, no. 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 The first white people. <laughs> well, no, they're probably dead. So probably some other people. The descendant, other white people, whatever. If we remember back, like whatever it was, a year, year and a half ago, some nut job in Nevada had a standoff with the Bureau of Land Management because he was named Cliven Bundy because he was um, he had grazed his cattle on BLM land, which is legal to do if you have the grazing rights, but you have to pay a nominal fee in order for your cattle to eat the grass off of the public lands, which we all pay to sustain and support and manage and whatever. You have to pay just this really minuscule fee per head of cattle. So he didn't want to pay. He owed a bunch of back back fees that he hadn't paid. He didn't want to pay. So he had this armed standoff, which he got to walk away from, right? That all ended peacefully. And to my knowledge, he still hasn't paid. Well, that's what the article says. It says he says still haven't paid, which means that he got away with it, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it means. It means that there was no repercussions for his actions. So his sons took that lesson <laughs> and <laughs> decided to have you, a st- you realize that anybody who eats the beef off those cattle owes taxes on that. I'm just saying. Well, you pay. You know what? I, 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 re- I put it back into the, into the public system when I'm done with it. There you go. Yeah. You pay and you pay your sewage tax. <laughs> so, um, so in Oregon, unrelated to the Bundy family at all. So two other ranchers who don't understand how public lands work, don't think the federal government should own land, have also grazed their cattle on public BLM land. Guys in question also set a fire that caught that. Uh, two fires. Yeah. Two that fires. The first, fire. the first fire they set allegedly Again, as I understand it, they poached a bunch of deer and there was a lot of evidence on the public land, all of this illegal, but because they don't recognize the government or what the fuck ever, they poach a bunch of deer, our deer that we, you know what I mean? Like it's collective property. It's, it's taxpayer property. Anyway, so they took a bunch of deer to cover up the evidence. They started a fire. It caused this huge, you know, it got out of control. It put firefighters lives at risk, had to send in all these resources, which cost money to put out the fucking fire. So that was fire number one. Fire number two, it's not totally clear to me why they said it. I think they might have been trying to do... What I heard about this, and I have not verified it at all, but somebody had, because I was talking to somebody and trying to get information, and what they said was that their fires had started around their land. And so to protect their land, they did a controlled burn. A back um, burn. A back burn, right. And then that burned on, and that back burn is what hit the public land. In one of the articles, though, it said that that they had told everybody to not start burns themselves. So even though they notified them, we're going to do this back burn, they had already been notified that they were not supposed to. So I'm not sure which information led to where that, that makes us all connect. Apparently, the, the government, when they tried them, didn't feel um, that, that, that they had the right to do that burn in the first place. Well, because, uh, yeah, it it damaged public property again and damaged federal property. Right. Actually, had they done had they done the backburn and it not touched public property, there probably would have been no repercussions. But because their burn got out of control, they burned the they burned public land. Right. And it wasn't a ton. It was 150 acres or something, which out west is not a lot. Well, but it's still more than what should have been burned in the first place. And damage to resources and firefighters at risk right. and all of the exactly. things. So they served a jail sentence for this. 
and kind uh, of. sort of, but because of a law that I, as I understand it, Republicans and conservatives pushed through after the Oklahoma City bombing, there are now mandatory minimum jail sentences, right? The time they served was less than the mandatory minimum for the whatever terrorism or whatever they call, however they labeled this terrorism on public property or whatever. I don't, they, I don't think that they called this terrorism on, this was just arson. Intentional. What they're calling- yeah, because right. terrorism, uh, the, the correct definition of terrorism is any act which creates fear that's not done by white people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. Well, whatever so, they, however they label it. They're, 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 labeling, they're, they're labeling the current action terrorism, at least some okay. people are, but I don't think that they're labeling the arson terrorism. That was just arson. Whatever about the damage to the federal lands fell under the statute that meant that they had to serve the mandatory minimum. So they have to go back to jail, these two ranchers, unrelated to the Bundys, keep in mind. Locals protest or whatever. Guys decide they're going to go to jail. Cliven Bundy's two inbred dumb fuck sons show up in Oregon. I like the term meathead son. <laughs> and they decide, even though these guys are in jail, even though it's unrelated, they've decided taken over public lands because America. And so they brought a bunch of guns. They brought a couple of friends. They forgot to bring supplies like food. They took over like a visitor center at a at a bird watching sanctuary. So they picture a library or a museum. Food. They brought friends. They don't need to bring food. I know. It's going to be the Donner Party in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hells yeah. So that's like 10 days or so ago that these guys took over this. Like I said, it's like a library. It's a visitor center. It's like a library or museum. You know, there's like. Soylent Redneck. but 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 get to Uh, to the whole reason that you're doing this story so what i love the whole reason is the fanfic so these guys are it's the whole situation is ridiculous and so they're roundly mocked on social media and so um because they're fucking idiots and they're not clear and there's like just all this it's very confusing what they want and what they hope to accomplish other than just you know well no it's not that confusing because because the older brother wants to, you know, achieve something and the younger brother wants to die for a cause. Okay. So not clear what that is, except anti government. So um it's America, damn it. America. So JoeMyGod.com has this hilarious um collection of Twitter. So how about some Oregon militia homoerotic fanfic? Um he said the Colin Melloy, the lead singer for the Decemberists, has launched the hilarious hashtag Bundy Erotic Fanfic. And it's hilarious stuff like I read at the top of the show. Um, it's just really funny. These guys forgot to take food. So they sent out a press release or whatever, asking people to bring snacks. Honest to God. So some of this fanfic is, has to do with snacks. <laughs> <laughs> he wait, wanted- so, wait, hold on. So the, what, what we have here are a bunch of preppers that didn't prep, didn't right? Prep. And they're right. Mormon. They're Mormon of all the people who should prep for this. <laughs> well, maybe they should talk to the Methodists. They should have at least been a potluck. Yeah. He wanted snacks, but what he needed was for Cletus's calloused hands to explore every inch of his body. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I don't see what's, what's erotic about that. Not on top of my copy of Atlas Shrugged, he almost said. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. That's <laughs> my absolute favorite. <laughs> uh, well, I... Hopefully he let it happen. It. Oh, oh, I was just finishing that tweet. Sorry. Oh, he let great. it happen. Someone passed him using the U.S. flag as a towel. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> These guys. <laughs> it ain't the snacks I'm hungry for, Trevor. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't cry, Ammon. They did that this valley at Valley Forge for warmth and for freedom <laughs> this is the best this is the best uh, hashtag i've ever seen <laughs> it's so awesome <laughs> but here's the thing though the, the way that this is going to get resolved is that they're, they're not going to let the people take the snacks and they're going to and they're going to uh, come out for doritos it is oregon which means they can legally aerate pot smoke in there, I believe. Now, apparently they are actually allowed to come and go as they please, and that caused some problems because one of their members left, took the money that was being sent to them to help them out, 
spent it on booze and got drunk at a hotel and pissed <laughs> off friends. As one does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have I posted an article from a couple of days ago. So what does this do? Other armed militias show up to, in quotation marks, help out, right? So now the situation is that there's just these fucking people everywhere with guns. I heard an NPR story early on. So this reporter goes up and, and they've, you know, they're guarding the, they won't let people into the compound because, you know, they're, it's, you know, whatever, ta they're tax taxpayer property or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm a taxpayer. And they let him in. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> the Daily Show. Um, the, one of one of the correspondents there was talking about how serious this was and how people how they needed stuff, and so he brought a box of stuff that he was going to send them, and it's a bunch of old like garbage that he wanted to get rid of. <laughs> oh, basically, secondhand gifts. He had been given the gifts, exactly. like I don't really want moving it on to them. So one of them, though, one of them, it was stuff that he didn't want, and, and, and Trevor Noah picks up a hat. One of them is the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm, and he's like, I'm literally sending him this box. Oh, <laughs> uh, they spooned on the camo sleeping bag. Zeke playfully tussled Ted's hair while he read aloud from the field guide. <laughs> I wonder if there's somebody in the hotel room next to me, but they're thinking right now. <laughs> Pittern, Chucker, Wimble, Black Cap, Chickadee, their Bushmasters lay by their side in the veiled moonlight. <laughs> oh, this is the best. I love that they're just being mocked. I hope they don't get hurt, but these guys are such fucking idiots. They're, 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 they're not people taking them seriously. Right. The fact that they've got multiple militias with multiple different agendas in there means that what is probably going to happen is that it's going to end up in a gunfight, but not with the federal authorities. Right, the authorities can just well, like, already, watch. Like I said, with the guys sneaking away and getting drunk, there's been some other infighting in there. There's been reports of that. So they're not necessarily getting along with each other too well already. You know, it occurred to me, too, that all of these random other militias showing up, it would be very easy for uh, law enforcement agents to pose as militia. <laughs> well, like, they, they've, got to, <laughs> they've got to grow out their beard hair first. But oh, that's right. But here's the thing, is that all this discussion we've had, all we, we, we've mocked them, we've had some fun at their expense. The bottom line is that I still feel like I'm missing something that I don't really understand what's going on here. And I don't understand all the particulars. And I think that there's a lot more nuance here to, to what's going on. But I wish that somebody would make a, uh, I wish that they would come out with and make a, a coherent set of complaints, of demands, something that, that we can look at and say, okay, uh, you know, I mean, why, why, why do you think that this is the case? Um, I, I've heard, I've heard a lot of liber I've heard some libertarians talking about how, how the property rights, how the federal government was supposed to never own property and stuff like that. And, and, and all this legacy stuff that they don't feel like was ever resolved. And it's, it's like, boy, I, I, man, I don't have an answer to some of this stuff. It, it, it I think that there, the, the issue might actually be more complicated. Um, I country. Than, than, High Country News, and granted, I mean, High Country News is a liberal ass site. It is a tree hugger site. Do a really good job, I think, of documenting kind of the historical issues, which have to do with overgrazing, contaminating the water, you know, just tearing stuff up so that they had to put in regulations so that like the entire aquifer wasn't completely contaminated for everybody in the region. Or if you overgraze, you can overgraze for a season and then everyone else is fucked. So I think that in some ways, historically, it looks to me, again, I, it's very confusing, but from the outside looking in, historically, it appears that in the past, they have abused, some ranchers, not all, have abused their access to public lands. And that's why these regulations came about. And so now they're freaking out about the regulations and the government, the government ownership is tricky because of all of the, the Native American treaties and shit that were completely uh, fucked up too. So like, if you oh, want to yeah. get to original ownership of the land, let's talk about that. When you is, go back the, uh, is this visitor center set up to be a casino? You know what? Uh, they could probably get funding to just build a brand new casino. Probably. Yeah. And uh, Maybe it just seems complicated because I feel like I'm missing something. Well, they uh, are I, incoherent in their demand. Like, they haven't made a coherent argument. They don't right. bring evidence. And they don't say what, what it is that they want exactly, other than 
whatever, tear up the federal lands and redistribute it back to the locals or whatever they said. That makes zero sense. Terry, they want a helicopter. Because people making demands always want a helicopter. Then they need to get religion and <laughs> prosperity gospel preachers, and they can buy themselves a helicopter. Yeah. Right now, I mean, it, it, it looks like the simplest thing here is is that they have illegally seized the federal building. I mean, I don't know how you get around that that piece of it. Right. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. The sheriff has said they can leave without being arrested if they leave peaceably, but they don't want that. No. <laughs> They want a. They want a big show. Yeah. They want Waco for sure. Yeah. Wow. Why well, say take off and nuke the place from orbit? It's the only way to be sure. Well, and is there a discussion to be had about uh, if these were not white guys with guns, if these were Muslims oh. with guns, or they'd already be dead. That place what, would be a hulk of nuclear destruction. If that okay, was, you know what, what I mean. You know, they, they, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of offended that you guys are talking nuclear option when it's. <laughs> They're already looking for snacks. All you need to do is send in some cherry Kool-Aid. Well, you know, I don't know how the government or the police would react to it, whether they'd react to it in any, any different, but certainly there would be a lot more, you know, outraged public reaction about them. Oh, can you imagine? If it was Muslims... Yeah, exactly. You would yeah. have to have a perimeter to protect them inside the standoff from I, I the crazies from the outside. Come, you well, know? I don't need oh, the exact same that crazies that are inside right now would be this crazies outside attacking the Muslims. Exactly. That, that is right. exactly what, it. What What if they were just a group of black people? Yeah. Would it still, would it be different? A black 12-year-old with a toy gun, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that, that, that uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this is I where, yeah, this is where white people meet. Exactly. Burns, <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. I just love that. I really like that it appears that nobody's really taking him seriously, and they are such bumbling idiots. And the longer this goes on, the stupider they look. So, well, law enforcement is taking them seriously. Well, right. I mean, they are armed. I mean, so, yeah. So, yeah. so yes. But uh, the, the liberal media isn't treating him well. True. No. And I'm sure they have a plan for ending this somehow. Although I say that and they let Clive and Bundy walk away. So without paying his fine that he owes all of us as taxpayers, you know? So right. um, yeah. I, I posted an article today too. So the MSNBC was doing, uh, covering the story. And so the reporter on the ground is standing in front of a blue tarp, you know, like people cover up firewood or spare tires or supplies or whatever to protect it from the weather under the blue tarp was a dude in a rocking chair with a rifle across his lap <laughs> sitting under a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. halfway through, he had to like open it up because they forgot to leave him air holes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the caliber of people oh, who are God. occupying the visitor center. It's just... Hey, but you know what? The, the other thing is, is it, it, it does appear on the surface that Clive and Bunny walked away without repercussions, but we don't know that for sure. I mean, it, it, they, there could be a very large lien on his on his property, right? The, so that he can't, so he wouldn't be able to sell it or do anything with it, you know. Uh, and and I don't know, maybe so. Maybe the government owns a lien against it, against his property for the million dollars. I mean, there That's could true. be other ways that they're, that they're going about trying to do this that that um, that are not as visible. So, sure. I'm, so, so it, it does. It does kind of. It suck that it looks like he's getting away, but I, I suspect that there are some other legal remedies that the, that they're pursuing. I hope that's the case, right? I, I hope that they're trying to, to to do this in a much more peaceful fashion. Because I mean, because I, clearly, I mean, we, we don't we don't want to encourage a bunch of militias with guns. We you know we can't we can't let them get away with that kind of behavior. But on the other hand, we don't necessarily need to. Uh, retaliate in the same fashion. Yeah, we don't need them to make martyrs of themselves or to, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that we, we don't want Waco by any no, means. No, no, no. Yeah. Yep. So I like. Yeah, it's just the fanfic is hilarious and uh, which is it, it's great. Yeah, but that's just the liberal media, right? <laughs> yep, and me <laughs> and, and Terry. All right, one more here. Let, okay, let, let's move on to a, a Muslim juror or, or judge. Yes. Sworn in on the Quran. <gasps> the Quran. Yes, the horrors, the horrors, the horrors. So in Brooklyn, legally elected civil judge Caroline Walker Diallo for the seventh municipal district um, chose to take her oath on a Quran instead of a Bible. 
because guess what? She is Muslim. When that happened, a certain group of individuals decided to come out and start screaming about it with comments like, another piece of shit Muslim trying to take over this country. Absolutely disgusting. What a shame and pitiful place New York has become. How is using anything other than the Holy Bible to be sworn in acceptable? Yeah. Uh, It comes under the category of freedom of religion, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, and the fact her swearing in the Bible might not have meant anything to her, but the Quran actually has meaning. Well, you know, she's she's probably going to institute Sharia law. Oh, yeah, you know, because that's what happens when and, you the know, judges the, get... You know, well, the, whatever the holy book the judge gets sworn in obviously is the book that the judge will follow completely instead of doing the legal thing and following the Constitution, which well, is what they're actually required to do. Isn't you this know what the problem, problem right from the start? That the whole problem is a legacy problem here that we use the Bible to swear people in in the first place. Exactly. Into our, so we have a secular government, but we're swearing people in based on their faith. And that's yeah. the problem. And that's a, so we got a whole other problem here. And these right. tolerant Christians, you know, I, you know, God bless them. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, elect me a judge. I, I promise. As I promise as a judge that I will be sworn in on a copy of Origin of Species. <laughs> People would freak the freak the fuck out about that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Be sworn in on the joy, joy of sex. So listen, I'm going to be sworn in on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There you go. <laughs> you know the, the the problem with Sharia law though is that the uh, religious religious right is always concerned that it's the wrong kind of Sharia law. Well, that's. Right. If it was Christian, if it was a Christian law, then that it's okay. Right. But oh, but if but if it's well, this is a Christian nation, Brian. Yeah, I, I know. I've heard. I'm wondering. I just this has probably been obvious to everybody forever, but it just occurred to me that I wonder if they think that in swearing in with your hand on the Bible, you're swearing to uphold the Bible rather than the duties of your office. Is that why people? Well, have- it, 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 it sounds to me like that if you were trying to uphold the Bible, you should have your hand under it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I also think some of them figure it's a pledge to God, and you know, God sure. gives the higher power. If I, if I, he's not. They're not pledging to the country. It sounds like they're pledging to a higher power beyond that. It's like, well, no, your responsibility is the people of this country. The higher power, let him deal with his own stuff. You need to be be focused on what's best for the people, not what you know. I thought you that's what you were swearing and affirming to do the duties of your office. Yeah, no, as as. As a judge, your 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 highest duty is to serve the law, yeah, right? And that is right. what the people who elected you elected you to do. We should swear them in on the Constitution, on law books, on you know things like that that actually are relevant to their position. Do other countries swear their officials in? Like, what do they do in Denmark <laughs> or <laughs> Finland? I don't know. It's a good question. But here's the thing: they, is that they, we, you can affirm. You don't have. You don't have to. Balls. You don't have to swear in. You can affirm, right? So, so whether you, so you don't have to use the Bible at all. You can just affirm that you're going to, you know, uphold, uh, you know, do whatever. Right. I mean, this is the problem. It, we have a secular government, but yet, but we're using, so we're, so we're misusing the Bible in the first place. Yeah. And well, but, even- but this, there's another problem that there's many people out there who believe that Muslims can't be good people. Right, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. They have to believe atheists can't be good people. Right, exactly. <laughs> or gay people, or yeah, right. The wrong kind of Christians, or and this isn't the first time this has happened. Somebody was sworn into Congress on a on a um, on a Quran too, weren't they? I think yeah. I think I've heard of this happening before. Yeah. So yeah. So so somebody's outraged, but ultimately it doesn't matter. We have we have a we have a legal code that they have to live up to, and and. You know their book isn't part of that legal system. No, they have they have to do what the law says they have to do to be a good judge. Right, and And I mean, no matter what you no matter what you swear under, it's still considered a legal oath. Right, exactly. So once again, the book is irrelevant to the to the whole situation. No, your basic commitment is supposed to be towards the people and upholding the laws of the land, whether or not you agree with them. Is besides the point. That's one thing you you see a lot with some of the more conservative um, justices for the Supreme Court, is that they are getting a bit confused with what their position is. Like, no, you're you're supposed to be more concerned with the law of the land than the religious aspects of your beliefs, because 
you know, that's how it works. This would be just as ridiculous if somebody was sworn in on the Book of Mormon, and and there would be and there would be somebody who would complain about that too. Wait, the, the play? That would be awesome. I'd love to be sworn in having the... Um, <laughs> yes! That's how you do it. This is my swearing ceremony. They're doing the Book of Mormon right behind me as we go. I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be real good. So this <laughs> quote from the Patheos article is really good. One non-Christian judge hired to do a job that doesn't have shit to do with religion, and suddenly our way of life will be put to an end. Funny wording there, our. It turns out Muslims live in this country, too, and have just as much ownership of it as Christians. Huh? True that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. So, this is this is our WTF show. <laughs> yeah. But that just uh, shows how fucked up the country is right now, man. All right. Well, we're definitely uh, over an hour. So, let's say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Night. Somewhere in the background, an egret cried. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary. Snowy egrets yes. with no regrets. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 License. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.